0: Well, hello there. It's
1: another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I'm Bill Knight. Hope everything is going well for you today. It Happy is. Tuesday, by the way. Pardon? Happy Tuesday.
0: Happy Tuesday to you, too. A lot of things going on in our, our world. It seems like every day is just something unbelievable. Uh, for years, we've had a definition of what a recession is. We've always known what a recession is. Recessions have been defined as two consecutive quarterly Decreases in the GDP,
1: right? Well, I know I know where you're going. You I know, saw this. Yep. I saw this.
0: We had one the last quarter. We were we were down, and we're supposed to be down this quarter. They asked, by the way, uh, our commerce secretary whether she thought that inflation was on the rise. Listen, here's what she had to say:
2: Has inflation peaked? I think probably.
0: Uh- that was her answer. That's uh, Gina Raimondo, former governor of Rhode Island. She thinks probably. But she's not really sure. But kind of maybe it could have. Janet well, Janet Yellen. She was asked about. She was asked about uh, uh, recession. Are we going into recession? She's by the way the uh, the Treasury Secretary, former head of the Fed, and she had a more complicated. An equally confusing response.
2: GDP will be closely
0: watched. Um, a, a common definition of recession is two negative quarters of GDP growth, or at least that's something that's been true in past recessions when we've seen that mm-hmm. there has usually been a recession. And many economists uh, expect second quarter GDP
2: to be negative, first quarter GDP was negative.
0: Oh, man, if you can follow her, you're better than I am. I mean, she oh, wow. she just bumbles along. Hopefully, I guess she figures that uh, you're not really going to be able to figure her out, and her
1: answer will be a non-answer. Well, actually, she's alluding that she said traditional. Mm. Well, it was two quarters. It, we're in a recession, but that's traditional, and... Uh, you know, if you're reading my mind, moving forward, <laughs> chances are, yeah, we will. But uh, we're not. We're not in a recession. Uh, don't even say it. I'm not going to admit to it. Well, they don't. And, you,
0: they asked. It. They asked. Uh, Jean Pierre, and oh, she she said it's not for it's not for me to define what a recession
1: is. Uh, she How was, many times have I heard her say it's not for me to say? Yeah. Oh, you know, that tons. sounds like um, I don't know much. It sounds like the song. I I, I guess she's a fan of what was that guy? Aaron Neville. I guess, yeah. I don't know much.
0: There apparently is a a place in Boston, a, a group of economists in Boston who are technically the people who issue the edict as to whether we really are in a recession or not. They're the guys well, of who, course. I don't know why they just can't come out with it in in the White House, but it has to come from, I think it's Harvard. I think Harvard, Harvard. Can, Harvard economists come out and say, technically we're in a recession. They're supposed to give um, <clears throat> that edict before, well, as soon as the as soon as the information comes out on Thursday, we should hear from the Harvard economist. But now they're saying, well, they may put off deciding whether we're in a recession or not until after the November election.
1: Of course, let me <laughs> ask you this: Reach in your pocket, how much money you got in there? You got some extra dough? Uh, I got a lot of lint. Kind of lent. yeah. I got yeah. that in my navel. Yeah. So, uh, look, if you're wondering, you know, how to make ends meet, or you're wondering, you might be covered this month, but you're living paycheck to paycheck, month to month. Maybe you don't even get paycheck to paycheck. You're you're looking at the news every day. Another stimulus check. We got another stimulus check. Come on, Biden. I want another stimulus check, which I would think helped uh, make our recession. But either way, you're hurting. So don't let their lies fool you. We're in a hole. Yeah, we are, and I and don't the see it's it, falling in.
0: I don't see it getting any better. As a matter of fact, I mentioned this to you before we started the show. Will we be in a depression if it took us a year and a half to get to a recession? We went to wait. We went. We went down like a rock as soon as Biden became president. If we continue that trajectory, will we make depression technically by the end of his term? before well, ask
1: me i'm already i'm de- already depressed i don't <laughs> know about you but you know seriously oh i know uh i i think we're in a recession right now we are so yeah. it's i i think if we admit that we're in a recession then by the midterms the reality of a depression would set in so as long as they can forego saying that yeah yeah we're in a recession uh they don't have to admit that we're we probably ha- we're opening the door. Our hand is on the doorknob to, to you know, depression. We're there. It's amazing, uh, and it's so sad because so many
0: people are suffering right now. People don't realize how many people are suffering. There are decisions being made already. Do I buy groceries this week, or do, do I put gas in the car? There are some people who, who right now have to make that decision, and if we get into a depression. They're not going to have that choice. They won't be able to put groceries on the table or gas in the
1: car. They'll be stuck in both directions. Well, now people are going. Well, the gas prices are coming down. Which you know that's an illusion because yep. of freeing up the strategic oil supply. Right. We're, and we've given it away to uh, China. That's what we did. We, you know, you thought that was for our gas tanks. Um, no, that was for Joe's buddy, which connects to Hunter and Joe. And money that they made off of our strategic supply. With that said, it is going to turn around and go back up. Well, but we have we have refineries, and there is a little bit of product here and there to refine. But here's the problem. You see, Russia just now opened up the pipelines again. You see, they have gas. They they have it. They have the crude. Plenty they of. They have all of that. And they're playing games with it, beating up Germany. And Well, uh, you know what I think is going to
0: happen? My humble well opinion? Tell me,
1: and I'll tell you what's happening yeah. in a second.
0: I, I Well, I think what's going to happen with that situation is, as it gets colder, you're going to see Russia really playing with that fuel and really threatening Germany and, and the other countries who rely on them for fuel. And, and I, if they don't follow... In lockstep with what Russia's doing, if they sh- show more and more support for the Ukraine, I think you're going to see Russia shutting off the uh, the fuel coming from Russia to
1: these countries. Well, it's interesting that they got a spigot over there that c- they can turn on and off, and it affects things over there. Does it affect us? Well, actually, it does play a hand, because that surplus over there that supposedly happens, that's controlled by Russia, China, whatnot, we do have the capability of refining oil here, what little there is we can do, but it's put a it's put a pressure on the refineries here to where now they're in the negatives. Yeah. And to save to save their livelihood, to save what little they got left, and I'm not talking about oil, I'm talking about as, as a business altogether they are forced with shutting down and just not producing at all. So maybe by the midterms, maybe before, but surely afterwards, you're going to see all hell break loose when it comes to gas and oil prices here. And, yeah, now you're talking about the winter heating? Mm-hmm. Forgot about it. Hey, forget about it. Well, you're gonna me you know, ha- ha- out.
0: I think I read where the newest refinery we have in this country – Was built in 1977. Now, that doesn't include little updates here and there, but the newest total refinery, you know, build was
1: 1977. Yeah, Joe just thinks, refine more, refine more, refine more what, Joe? What are you talking about? You know, and fix the problem that you created. Otherwise, these guys uh, they're they're hurting, too. Now you know, I, I'm not-
0: China has got our number. They just have our number. They buy these farms that are within 12 miles or 12 minutes of uh, secret bases in, in in North Dakota or South Dakota, I'm not sure which one of the Dakotas, and, and also near Texas. Uh, and they put on top of certain cell towers the Huawei equipment that's being built in China, which is... We've been told this actually uh, serves two purposes. It's One, it's a communication system, but it's also Mm -hmm. a, a spy system. During the Trump administration, they warned, the Trump administration warned that we shouldn't be using Huawei equipment because it cannot be trusted. But it's been ignored during the Biden administration. They're now putting them on cell towers like all around these bases that we were talking about. There's some concern that they'll be able to intercept very important instructions being fed to satellites and things like that from these farms that they just bought.
1: Well, not only that, one of the things that we've always had a problem with, and if you travel abroad, you probably don't know this, but let's say that you're at, um, oh, I don't know, picking airport Heathrow. Mm-hmm. You know? you're, you're there, all right? But the cell tower to whatever the big phone carrier is It's not there, might be five miles away. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is maybe five miles in a different direction. But in the middle is a mini tower, and it's like a relay tower takes Mm -hmm. that, takes all those signals, relays it. Sure. Your phone will sit there, and it's not going to take the one that's five miles away that way or the one that's five miles away that way. It's going to, it hones in on the closest one. Right. Now you get to make your call regularly. You don't think anything about it. Hey, great. I got a great signal. But when you're going, your phone's going through that, I don't care what malware software you got, what software you got to protect yourself. Well, they got it too. And now they're in your phone. They got all your information. They download your phone, whether you're somebody important or not, they have that information and then, oh, by the way. As a thank you, they can drop a virus on your phone, and then you go, why well, my phone all screwed up? Well, you were hacked. There's nothing, works. there's nothing that they can't do with
0: computers nowadays, okay? They can turn computers that were off on without you knowing it. They can spy on you from a dead computer, what you consider to be a dead computer, meaning the power is off. They can turn it on. They can watch you with cameras that you think are off. There's nothing that they cannot do if they want to. I'm sorry. I just was reading yesterday that, you know, with uh, these different DNA uh, testing places uh, for, you know, ancestry mm-hmm. and things like that, they can actually uh, test your DNA and, and and design certain either diseases or weapons against you specifically. They can aim their biological weapons to a specific group of people if they well, wanted now, if they wanted to kill you know fat Irishmen <laughs> like me <laughs> you know they could take my dna and they could make some adjustments and they could target fat Irishmen. if they could if they they had done so many amazing things with dna nowadays and i think we may have seen it in the uh in the pandemic i think the viruses that we had uh you know the virus we had a year and a half ago, the COVID, may be a result of this kind of
1: work. Oh, probably so. I, I don't know that the virus is ever going to go away. Uh, it's all been a big lie. I think I sent you something from uh, Tennessee where they were doing a uh, uh, some kind of committee assembly uh, that was going on, and they talked about COVID, the pandemic, and everything. And then they started bringing in all the experts from all the major universities, California. Uh, you know, out west, uh, ones out east, and they're all s- talking about COVID and what the um, the vaccines actually don't do, and the negative things that they do, you know, uh, uh, do to us. It's it's a scary world we live in. But the point is, is that we're being manipulated. And now, one of the things I've noticed, I, I think I mentioned before the show, talking to you that if you're a conservative, and the conservatives do outnumber the liberals or the progressives, they've always been in small numbers. But the one thing that they do is they have big, loud voices. And when you get loud, they get louder. I'm seeing trolls popping up Uh, There was somebody that was talking about, oh, CNN has been for 40 years a dependable news source. They were all over live streaming. I'm going, what the hell are you talking about? And then they're going, NBC, CBS, ABC, these are the staples. They've never been wrong. Why are they wrong today? They were going on and on. So I looked at their name, and that was their mistake. Mm -hmm. They put up this name, and I looked up the name. Well, it was a, a liberal think tank. So what they're doing... Is they're going out sure. there? They talk about misinformation and and talking about the election was never stolen. It was this and it's that, and you know, it's a lady that's got a bandana on, talking just like she's somebody's mom. I wanted to slug her right through the hmm. the screen because for lying.
0: But they will continue to do it. They have bot farms in China that all they do is send out these phony responses, phony. Uh, messages on the social media sites in English to sound like uh, they're the average Joe American responding to a certain certain, uh, subject on the social media. That's all they do. So they have thousands and thousands of these phony replies. You think they're the guy down the street saying, ah, you don't know what you're talking about. NBC's a great network. But in reality, it's some guy over in Shanghai who is who is
1: sitting in an office somewhere, and it's all his job is to confuse the American public. There's three things that I see that goes on on the Internet. You know, you're talking about the bot farms. Uh-huh. There's clickbait. Clickbait is, uh, you know, you see something, oh, that sounds really good, and then when you click it, it takes you to something that you're not even interested in, but now they've got all your information, and you get inundated with all kinds of stupid emails and whatnot, uh-huh. maybe even phone calls on that, uh, we do a podcast, so it's very important to try to track our listeners. Not done the traditional way, and they actually uh, they actually have farms now, where they sit there and they log in, they log out. They're click farms that sit there and um, and jump up numbers. Mm-hmm. Unlike uh, what you have for uh, that's going on with uh, bots with Twitter, these are the people that give false numbers, and they sit around in a room. You know, and they type in, they listen to a minute, they dump out. That records as as a show for you.
0: That's like uh, what's happening with Twitter. That's, the, that's right. the reason why we have Elon Musk wanting to back out of the Twitter deal, because they said they had so many million people who were subscribers or, or people who regularly use the site. And I guess when they did some real checking and they dove deep into the numbers, they found that it was like half that, maybe. You know and if they were so wrong with their initial uh, their initial offering of, of numbers you know can the numbers that they really have be trusted I mean must look, must have looked at it and thought I can't I can't get involved with this this is a, a Trojan horse this is an empty suit this has nothing you know this this is a, a site that is half of what they say it is so we talk about our, our website we have, we believe a substantial number of people listening to our our podcast. It's amazing, and by the way, we th- we, th- we thank you very much. But the amazing thing about the podcast world is, and I don't know whether this is intentional. I think it may be, but they've made it uh, the statistics very vague. Very, it's like squeezing jello. You try to squeeze jello in your hand, right? You just can't do it. It's hard to get a, a, a grasp on it. And that's exactly what podcast statistics are all about. We know we have a certain amount of people listening. We get responses and replies and people comment, and we see that there are people listening all over the world, Russia, Germany, Argentina, I mean, everywhere, Thailand, but to get solid figures, it's almost impossible.
1: That's tough in any media. Well, Even in radio, it, it was it, we, we we came from a business that had it figured out for the most part. Kind of, sort of. I mean, it depends. If you were one of the big players, you paid the big bucks, you got the good numbers. Now, if you were a non-subscriber, shouldn't make a difference. If you're doing well, it well, should report I mean, you y- well. You will ask
0: a big player, and they'll say that's that's ridiculous. That's not true. I mean, of a big player not. will say we just subscribe to the service. We don't have it. And I can tell you, Bill, I, I went down to uh, some of the statistic places in Maryland. Oh, yeah. And you see
1: the diaries filled out in crayon. I've been there, too. I've looked at them. <sighs> Everything could be manipulated. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of what we're saying. It's all smoke and mirrors, as we used to like to say in radio. I think they try to discourage
0: shows like ours. I really do. I think there's an active... Oh, yeah. They try to downplay political conversation, because shows like ours, they serve a purpose, and they're effective.
1: There was a consultant They got a hold of me that's from our state. As a matter mm-hmm. of fact, from that state where the election numbers supposedly changed overnight, and got to me and said, yeah, we'd like to come on board and help you guys and have you go through the roof. Uh, we know we can do it. Uh, you guys really, really, really sound good. You know, a couple of things that you could do. Uh, one thing you need to do is back off on the politics. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear about that. And I thought, you know yeah. what, pal? Yeah. Let me tell you where you can put your suggestions. Yes. Because even if that were true. who's saying the-
0: uh, something in Shove It? Didn't that was take this job. And, uh, anyway. A uh, uh, Johnny paycheck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he could take his advice and um, – Getting back to uh, the topics of the day, because we do have a, yes. ton, of, a ton of stuff, and uh, the clock waits for no man. Uh, I'm hungry for knowledge. Yes, I'm sure you are. Uh, I was reading this, Bill. This is interesting. You know, there's a lot of talk about monkeypox. Monkeypox. Oh, it's dangerous. Oh, it's the latest thing coming. Yes. Uh, I found this out, and, and if, folks, you should pay attention to this. Monkeypox is a virus that typically ca- causes mild symptoms, including fever, fever, aches, and pus-filled skin lesions. People tend to recover within two to four weeks, and that's according to the World Health Organization. Uh, Anyone can spread the virus, but the current outbreak outside of Africa is concentrated almost exclusively among men who have sex with men, okay, the gay community. Monkeypox spreads primarily via Intimate skin-to-skin contact, usually with someone who has an active rash, as well as via contact with contaminated clothes and bedding. It is uh, not as easily transmitted as the SARS-CoV-2 virus that uh, spurred the COVID-19 pandemic. So you hear people saying, well, monkeypox is an outbreak and it's the latest. Folks, it ain't no big deal.
1: Don't they're going them make scare it you. A big deal. They're going to, yeah, they're trying to scare you. And they're even saying it's a lover's disease. Anybody can get it. Yeah, anybody can get it. But let's remember from where it came. And uh, you know what? Doesn't matter whether there's monkeypox out there or not. The point is, play it safe.
0: Yeah. Well, if just you, be safe. yeah, if your partner has got lesions,
1: you might want to
0: hold off. I'm just saying. You know, yeah. I
1: mean, there's a there's there's a line there, but I'm being a gentleman. I'm leaving it alone.
0: <laughs> yes, I I certainly hope so. Uh, another thing going on in the world: China is warning us not to send
1: Nancy Pelosi to Taiwan. Now this has been going on for a week. Oh, Why I know. Why can't we get it well? But go ahead, the, finish because I have thoughts. Uh, I I guess
0: China doesn't want her either. <laughs> No. (laughs) Don't send her anywhere near us. Now, uh, here's what it says. China has ratcheted up warnings to the U.S. about a planned trip to Taiwan in August by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, even suggesting a possible military response, according to new reports. They asked Nancy about this. Here's what she had to say. I think that it's important for
1: us to show support uh, for Taiwan. I also think that we have, none of us has ever said we're for independence when it comes to Taiwan. That's up to Taiwan to decide. Uh, but uh, if what you're, the inference to draw on from your comment is that my going there uh, is problematic, uh, I think what the president was saying is the, Maybe the military was afraid our plane would get shot down or something like that by the Chinese. I don't know exactly. I didn't see it. I didn't hear it. You're telling me, and I've heard it anecdotally.
0: I think that if she does go to Taiwan, uh, you probably will find out later on that she had a significant military jet escort. I'm just saying. I think they'll. She
1: is full of crap. I didn't see it. I didn't hear it. Yeah, Crapola right. on that. If <laughs> what did you, you say? Something. Crapola. <laughs> If China issues a warning with your name on it, and she is Speaker of the House, yes, uh, I don't like the government we have in place. But with that being said, mm-hmm. you protect your elected officials, and I would have my top people there saying, "Nancy, we got this problem," and they're going to. She's going to know exactly what it is that she's up against. So she's lying through her teeth. And I don't think that we ever said uh, about uh, Taiwan's independence, wait a minute, Uh, that's crapola too. The thing is, let's go back to Trump. China wouldn't dare look at Taiwan before and say, that's our land, they've always said it, but they weren't going to make a move because they knew there would be consequences. Can you imagine imagine if they had said to... uh,
0: to Mike Pompeo, you can't go to Taiwan during the Trump administration. I mean, they wouldn't have even said it, but they have such little respect for uh, Jumpin' Joe and his administration that they can go on the world stage and in a loud voice say, hey, you better not go to Taiwan. If you do, there may be military consequences. I mean, that's a threat. That's a threat. Now, I, You know, Mike Pompeo, by the way, I don't know that you heard this or not, but Mike Pompeo is not a fan of Nancy Pelosi, but he sent her a, a tweet. And in the tweet, he said, "Look at Nancy, no problem. I'll even go with you." He said he was he was saying, "Don't you let them threaten you out of a trip. Nobody in another country should have any say as to whether exactly we but travel
1: they think that they do, and they also know that they own or they own Joe through Hunter. They sure as heck do. They so, sure as heck do." This whole thing smells. I mean, it's a septic tank that's leaking it. Uh, if what's
0: Don or uh, one of the Trump children if if they did what Hunter did, we would have the news media screaming from the the, the highest buildings in New York. We, they they do would anyway for nothing. but they don't yeah, but they don't they don't scream at uh, at Hunter. They suppress it and they minimize it and they don't talk about it. It's a major story. Hunter Biden was colluding with the enemy, and he was doing it doing it to the benefit of Joe Biden, our but sitting president.
1: Our sitting president is colluding too with yes. our strategic oil supply. That hey, we're gonna we're gonna get these gas prices lower. We're gonna I'm gonna free this up. Oh, great! It's I'm gonna see it at the pump. No, it's on a it's on a tanker. It's on its way to China and what me, you, you know where they and we've
0: mentioned this before but it's so true they didn't put it in their cars they put it in their reserve. China took mm. our oil from our oil reserve they bought it they put like you said they put it on a tanker shipped it over to China and they put it into
1: their reserves I'm sure it's more than one tanker too you know yeah, I'm sure lot. one t- one tanker ain't going to help the country. No, it's it's a lot of oil that he sent over there, and you know that. But you know what? Can't say anything. I I didn't vote for him, but apparently everybody else did. So if you did, thank you. Well, you won't get thank me you very much. I I won't believe it. I I
0: just I don't care if YouTube were to take us down and never put us back, or we never. I don't I don't care. I I totally believe. I don't and that it was do stolen that thing anymore. That's I think and I think that uh, people out there who say, oh it wasn't stolen. where are you getting that from? You're just not paying attention. You're just not paying attention. You honestly never looked at the election results. You were happy that that Trump was leaving and that's all you cared about. That's all you cared about. The fact that we were putting in a senile thief into office. A corrupt, senile thief uh, into office—that wasn't a big, big deal to you guys. You just what you wanted Trump out, and and look where we are now. We're in a recession. We're in a recession,
1: headed toward a depression. Thank you very much. Manufactured hate, manufactured news, yes, manufactured elections. Everything that you see is a storefront. On a Hollywood movie set. Yep. And you and I, the conservatives, we're the bad guys. As Joe says, we're ultra MAGA,
0: ultra MAGA. But think about it, folks. MAGA, it stands for make America, America great again. You tell me how that's wrong. You tell me how that, that phrase is wrong for our country. Make America great again. I mean, if they used that expression during World War II, it would have been on banners. They would have had it hanging from rafters and in in, uh, in plants around the country. Make America. But no, the left has made it has demonized that phrase. They've demonized people who believe in it. I'll tell you. Let me let me just play this one cut again from adding Kinzinger. Uh, uh, a rhino sitting on the January 6th committee. Listen to this fool.
2: I truly believe in my heart in five years, maybe not five, but definitely 10, you're not going to be able to find a single person that admits to supporting or voting for Donald Trump in this country mm. because they're going to be embarrassed because their kids are going to say, you actually supported Donald Trump? Are you kidding me? And they're going to be like, no, no, I, we didn't. we didn't." It's like trying to find a Nixon supporter a couple years after he resigned. Mm. Um, I had to tell you, your kids, and to my fellow Republican Congress, Stand up and speak out, or your kids will be ashamed of having that last name. And I'm not trying to say that to be mean, it's just
0: fact. You know, and only you only find that kind of a guy in the Republican Party. Really, mm-hmm. in the Democratic Party, they've learned to, even if their message stinks, they rally around that message. And you don't see him talking like that ding dong talks about a fellow Republican. You know what I'm saying? I mean, on the left, they are united. To one message, they vote as a group. You can count that if there's something they they don't want passed, they'll they'll vote against it it as a block. That's why guys like Manchin come along and really mess up the the Democratic Party. I mean, they're basically yeah. still still Democrats, but they they're not quite as bad as as the real far left. But that that ding dong, Kinsinger, you know, he's done. He's 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 not going to be in office.
1: Uh, Come after January. He's not. I not- hope the hell not. But you never know how these things go. He he's he it told won't. one lie. In his heart, he doesn't have one. The funny thing is, I I keyed in on it yesterday, and then I just heard one other thing. He said, um, "You know, he's he's going to be forgotten, or not. You know, nobody's going to admit to him like uh, Nixon shortly after. You know what happened there. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Okay, because." Now the evidence is coming out. there's a lot of questions about Nixon, and he might not have been the guy that uh, he was portrayed to be because it was a manufactured, well, it was set up. we We know that It was a CIA operation with a CIA uh, fronted uh, advertising agency. Nixon had no reason to break into Watergate because
0: the he was polls, ahead in the polls
1: <laughs> way ahead. Yeah. so. What was going on there? And when you go back in, and, and even two of the people that broke in to this day, we really haven't had a chance to talk to them. They've been uh, the names have been hidden from us. So, well, we, what's really we, we been We had G, G.
0: Gordon Liddy, the late G. Gordon Liddy. We had uh, Colson. We had there. Uh, there were uh, there were a bunch of people who were plumbers. They were the plumbers. They were the guys who went in. And, mm-hmm. but you're right. We really didn't have a reason to go in there, but getting back to Nixon, they did a lot of things, even in, in 1960, the first televised debate that they had it was the Kennedy Nixon debate. And John Kennedy was a handsome guy and of course you know, he was. and you know, in the era of television, hair is important. I mean, a guy like, uh, Dwight Eisenhower, he just snuck under the wire in the fifties to be president because from that point on, if you had hair, you, you had a good shot at being president. Okay, look at Bill Clinton, his nice set of hair, you know, uh, everybody has got hair and they become president, but Richard Nixon, he goes on, he goes on the debate and he has the flu. I don't know that you're aware of this. Now he was, has a yeah. flu and you know, in television in 1960, the studios were much harder than they are today. Much hotter. They, uh, used very bright, hot lights, and it was a sauna in there. And he went in there with the flu, and he's sweating. So they're asking him quite, and it was black and white television too. They're asking questions, and you see that cool, common collected John F. Kennedy smiling at the camera. Nixon, they cut to him, and he'd be beads of sweat on his... And they talked about this. The guy was sick physically, so... And even with that, by the way, he supposedly won the election. Nixon supposedly, in 60. Yeah. But they twisted it. It was I think he lost the popular vote and won the electoral count. I think that's how they fixed it. And supposedly Sam Giancana and the Chicago mob at the behest of Joe Kennedy
1: had something to do with it, too. I've heard about that. My dad talked about that a lot, and uh, but it's gone on for a long time, right? And of course, now they want to get rid of that pesky electoral college, yeah. Which um, you know they ought to think twice because what are they going to do when the popular vote comes in way over the top for whoever the Republican candidate, uh, Trump, Liz Cheney? No, it won't be Liz Cheney. I can tell you that right now. Well, she, she, she actually made a she, she. St- oh, they're her, grooming stuck or stuck now? her Stuck her toe in she, the
0: water. She, in an interview, she said, "We need more honest politicians in the presidency." Hint, hint. <laughs>
1: yeah, and you, you know, there's a lot of people, even on the Democratic side, that are saying, "Yeah, you know, she lied. She lied. She's honest. She's an honest liar." Yeah, there, that's an
0: oxymoron. There you go. She, uh, I think, is down twenty-six percent in Wyoming. But which, I mean, that, Maybe, you know. maybe, maybe more now, but uh, she's not doing well in her state. And the funny thing about it is it really isn't her state. You know, she grew up in Virginia. She mm-hmm. she had to go back to uh, Wyoming and either buy a small house or a cottage or something or a condo so that she could establish residency so she could run in the state that her father had had success in. You know, the Cheney See, name. You know,
1: you know what? I do not like this. That That's one thing that needs to be done away with. And, yeah, I like Dr. Oz. He's But he's a drop-in politician here, too. If you legitimately move there, you better... St- sure as hell stay there and move everything into that place. There's so many drop-in professional politicians, and they go to these places that really don't have a strong candidate. (laughs) Uh, Mitt Mitt Romney, you know.
0: And a lot of these senators, a lot of these senators, they don't live in the state that they represent anymore. They moved to suburban Washington, and that's where they live. They may have a mailing address in their state. Yeah. That's it. How can they
1: represent uh, their state? Well, they can't. But you know what? They're a career professional politician. Term limits, friends. And mm-hmm. we do have term limits. You know what it's called? Your right to vote. Yeah. Vote. Use it. Don't keep voting. If you're not happy with what your representatives is doing, get a new one. Yeah. And don't switch party lines unless the party, the other party, has the better candidate, you know, because you can change it again.
0: Trump made an interesting point uh, at his rally, and it's true. If you and I donated to a candidate like a dollar more than $5,600 or something like that, uh, we would be arrested. mm -hmm. But yet guys like uh, Zuckerberg can put $400 million into... A political election, and get around the system and
1: beat the system. Right. Uh, and a lot of guys do stuff like that. Uh, people- How do you think Stacey Abrams is getting her money? And I'm not. that oh, you right. A racial thing, uh, it, but it, it's a political thing because they're looking for her at, to her as a, a future presidential candidate. And take a good look at her. Listen to her. And think about, or you know what? Don't even look at her. Close your eyes. Listen to her. Listen to her. And if you go, no, 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 no. Oh, hell no. Yeah. And you know what?
0: Don't vote for I, her. I don't know how anybody, after what's happened to us in the last 18 months, can consider voting Democrat. I mean, if you are out there right now and you are a Democrat and you've, you're living through what we're living through right now, how can you possibly consider voting for another Democrat who's going to continue this devastation this this catastrophe of, of an administration
1: and that's well, what it is. well here I go again well who's who's it, to say you voted for a Democrat well, Maybe that's true. you didn't vote for a Democrat that's true uh, we don't know the system is
0: is uh, rigged. Uh, that's why you and I have talked before. Everyone's talking on the on the on the cable news channels about oh, it's going to be a red wave. We're going to have a, a big uh, trouncing of the Democrats in November. The Republicans are going to have this massive change, but yet, uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi hasn't sold her Washington home yet, and uh, she still is hanging on to that gavel. And they even you even said yesterday they were talking about her keeping CNN. the
1: keeping the gavel. CNN said that she is a sh- uh, a, a shoe end to win and that she will get to keep the gavel. So this big, giant red wave that's coming is going to fold over and become a blue wave. Uh, it's a red wave. The red tide is coming, but it's going to wash out blue in the end result. You know, overnight. Steve Bannon was talking with Tucker yesterday or the day before
0: Mm -hmm. yesterday and they asked him about uh, what do you think the the Republicans should do I mean how should this how should we respond in November and what do you think we have to do if we are victorious and here's what he had to say
2: let's be honest the Republicans have been controlled opposition that's what has to change that's for sure this November now we have to we have to deliver a crushing blow to this Democratic Party apparatus. But then we have to really govern it. I mean govern on offense. Every committee in the House has to be an oversight committee. We have to go after the Biden administration, which is illegitimate. You can tell they're illegitimate. Look how the Saudis mock us to our face. Look how the Chinese Communist Party have absolutely no respect. They understand he's illegitimate. We have to get in there in January. Every committee's gotta be an oversight committee. And we have to have a real January 6th committee, including to get to the staffers now and see about the lies and misrepresentations they put on national television to defame people. I would tell the January 6th staff right now, preserve your documents because there's going to be a real committee and this is going to be backed by Republican grassroots voters in MAGA to say, we want to get to the bottom of this for the good of the nation. We have to know everything that went on, all the intelligence reports, exactly what went on, what was Ray's involvement, what was FBI asset involvement. I mean, just stuff, look, just just go to Revolver and see Darren Beatty on your specials and when he's on your t- when he's on uh your the tucker carlson show right there alone leads you to all types of inquiry we have to get to the bottom to. yeah if you know republicans win and mitch mcconnell's still running the senate you got to wonder like is it is it even worth it uh but i'll, I'll let you and the political guys uh, fight that battle Steve Bennett, i appreciate your coming on tonight of all nights thanks very much good luck thanks tucker appreciate
0: it what tucker said at the end is so true if if uh, mitch mcconnell is still the uh, the big honcho in the Senate, nothing will happen. Yep. Exactly. Right.
1: Exactly. Right. Nothing will happen. And then we'll get four years of nothing. Well, you guys didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And the blue wave will be even more progressive and deeper in the left. You know, we're, we're being called dinosaurs. You know, the Republican party is a bunch of dinosaurs. Well, the conservative central part of the Republican party is a bunch of dinosaurs. So to take a Hollywood line, what we have to do, if I'm a dinosaur, I'm going to leave some big damn footprints. Yeah, Yeah. We got to make some noise. We got to stomp. We got to let them know who we are, what we are, and that we're here.
0: And they have to go after uh, people like the January 6th committee. This is a kangaroo court. There's no fairness in this thing that you're watching on TV now. And if you think that it's being fair, if, you, if you're sitting there eating popcorn thinking, oh, they're really getting them now, then you're just not paying attention to what the heck is really going on and who these people are. There's not one person on that panel who gives an opposing point of view. That sounds to mm-hmm. me like the old, uh, the old juries and, and uh, judges uh, in the Nazi uh, era, when you would bring somebody into a Nazi courtroom and it was predetermined, the guy was going to be shot. It was. It was. You know. It was a, a. It was a dance, a Kabuki dance. And after it was done, they did what they had planned on doing before he walked into the room. That's exactly what's happening in this committee. Exactly. Oh yeah. So um, there's so many things happening in our world, and we're distracted in so many different areas. We've talked about in in the Netherlands. The farmers are on strike. They are still on strike in the Netherlands. Okay, they're still on strike. They're still protesting to this day in the Netherlands. But it fades away because, eh, you know, it's a, it's a not a big hot story. No one's gotten killed yet, uh, and they're still protesting in other countries too, like Canada. You don't hear much about Canada. They're protesting. Uh, they've they've initiated some uh, of the World Health uh, forums. Uh, environmental programs in Canada too, and they're not going over very well with the agricultural community. And now they're they're doing the same thing in Ireland. Ireland has joined with Canada and the Netherlands to initiate these uh, environmental programs that will only screw up the economies, big time. We, you of know course. what it did with Sri Lanka? We talked about that a, w- a week and a half ago. The right. government collapsed because of the... Environmental program that the World Economic Forum put in place suggested it be put in place, and it did happen in Ghana. It, they've had such a bad result from this World Economic Forum program that they can only keep their lights on for part of the day. The power, the power grid, can only be up for like ten hours a day, and then they have to shut it down because they they can't afford to keep it running. And and that's the kind of thing that's coming our way. You say that can't happen in this country. It well, can it happen can will. in the United happen. States. So, it's coming. Uh, and you think that we have food shortages now, folks? Try getting uh, the people, the farmers in our country uh, protesting. They'll be spending more time carrying signs than carrying grain. And then all of a sudden you're going to start seeing shortages on cereal, meat, and aisles. You think we were, it was bad during the baby formula days? I mean, how would you like to walk down an aisle and, and see nothing, food-wise? I mean, that can happen. It happened in Russia during the Cold War. Do you remember during—you're probably a little younger than I am, Bill— but during the Cold War, when the Russians were the Soviet Union, they would show pictures of a supermarket in Russia, and people would be standing in line to get a piece of cheese. Piece Never of
1: mind. cheese or a little bit of bread, and it was stale bread. Yeah, Exactly.
0: All these stories are important. The Ukraine war is still going on. The Ukraine war is still a violent, deadly war. Uh, Now the talk is that Russia wants to get rid of Zelensky. The real goal now is to get his administration out of uh, the Ukraine. Initially, it was they wanted to go in there and get the Nazis out of uh, a section of the Ukraine. But uh, now I guess they've gotten to the point where they believe that the only way to fix the Ukraine is by taking Zelensky and his government down. And, of course, we're, we're backing Zelensky, of course, right?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. They're, they're going to ratchet it up. But we're going to hear positive stories about the Ukraine, about how they're doing. Uh, you know, we really probably shouldn't be in this whole thing. I mean, I feel for other people, but we got so many problems here in our own country. I agree. That We got to fix that. Um, sorry. Uh, but we can't. And uh, Joe is putting us right in the, the crosshairs of a war. Yeah. And I don't want to be in a war. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, if, if we're traipsed on and then I'll say, yeah, we, we got to stand up, and I'll stand up for a little guy. But this is a war, perhaps that uh, we're not being the, told the, the whole truth on. I'm not saying Russia's a good guy. We're definitely in a, not saying
0: that. We're in a, we're in a recession right now. What do you think we could have done with sixty billion dollars in our economy? Sixty billion dollars. We gave sixty billion dollars, and what would we have done with the eighty billion dollars we left in Afghanistan and the millions more we continue to send the Taliban?
1: as aid. To this day, we're sending money to Afghanistan. So where is all this money coming from? Because they say, well, we've lowered the national debt. I don't see how that's really happened, but okay, if you say so. But you know, when they look at numbers, there's a lot of voodoo magic. You go, wait a minute, I'm still, you know, $27 trillion in the hole. No, you're not. No, 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 not when you factor in this and this. and uh, But the reality is, is we're still, you know tens of trillions of dollars in debt. Yeah, and what you're hearing is all made
0: up crap. Well, they, they their attitude, is, as long as we have the uh, printing press, we can continue to print money, so we'll never really be in debt because we can just keep printing more money. That's the, right. the attitude in in Washington. They are never they have never been more irresponsible in DC than they are right this very moment. Well, I i mean, it wasn't long ago when I heard people say, oh, you know, we may be a trillion dollars in debt, a trillion dollars, and people thought, oh, that's awful. I think now we're three or four trillion dollars in debt and rising. I I mean, know, we're more than that. We, we could be more than that. You can check on that on, on your computer. Our national debt, uh, we are through the friggin' roof. And nobody's nobody's talking about slowing this this train down. I mean, we at some point, folks, it's gonna collapse our economy because you just can't keep printing
1: money. You can't well, do you it. Well, you gotta wonder, you know, you got the whole planet and if you if you added up all the assets and everything of the planet, we're probably pretty close to uh you know, we're 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 selling stock to the whole the whole globe, I mean, the, the, the amount of money that we're talking about is so astronomical, it's, I can't even fathom it.
0: If you ran your home budget the way the government runs its budget, you would be bankrupt. You'd be out of business. If you kept buying and spending like the government buys and spends and gives away, if you, if you did this with your home budget, you would be destitute. You'd have no funds... You'd be having credit creditors would be knocking on your door. You would be in a lot of trouble. We're in a lot of trouble, but the guys in D.C. just don't care. You know, they get on there for two or three or four uh, terms in office, and while they're there, they're they're there to make themselves better off. They exactly. They're they're there to you know pad their pockets. They go down there, they're broke. I mean, Barack Obama went into the presidency, went into the Senate. He was broke, basically. He didn't have any money. He was a, a guy from uh, from Chicago. He goes in, and he becomes senator. Okay, senators are a pretty good job. They get paid a couple hundred grand a year, and they get a lot of bennies and perks. And Well, that's not bad. But he still wasn't the richest guy in the Senate. And then he became president, and he still was not the richest president we've ever had. He was kind of the poorest president when he went in. Well, now Barack Obama and Michelle are worth, I don't know, maybe a billion dollars. And they've never worked in the private sector f- technically in their lives. How does you that know, work the amazing,
1: out? Yeah, well, I'll tell you how it works out. Oh, uh, we got a deal to do a Netflix series. So they get upfront money, you know, $50 million, something like that. Well, <clears throat> I guess we're not going to be able to do that series. Thanks for the dough, though. In book deals, they've gotten. A lot of deals with a lot of upfront money and nothing that's has right ever happened. <laughs> no bestsellers, to- no bestsellers, no uh,
0: no fantastic movies that came out from Netflix. Oh, that's a fabulous movie! It's almost as if they were using these systems to funnel money to these people as
1: a uh, exactly as a thank what you. they're doing. That's exactly it's a payoff. That's exactly what it is. Hillary and Chelsea have got a series where they're honoring um, women that they admire. And you see them looking like Thelma and Louise uh, looking over their shoulders to the back of the convertible car. And I think it's on Apple TV, which nobody watches. Doesn't matter, though. They got some upfront money for it. Uh, So they're doing all right. You know, I got a question for you. Speaking
0: of uh, streamers. I saw a really good suspense movie that was uh, released this month, this week actually, on Netflix right. called The Gray Man.
1: I watched that the a other night. Big
0: budget movie. I'm talking Do you know how much they spent on that movie, Bill? I Netf- have no idea. Netflix spent 200 million dollars on this movie that is going to be used for their streaming service. Two hundred million dollars. Now, okay, I didn't see w- that in the movie. It was a good w- movie, but when wa- a lot of special, a lot of, lot of, uh, special effects, Waterworld. Remember that movie with uh, uh, Kevin Costner about 20, yeah. 25 years ago? The big, the big thing about that movie was it may have a budget of a hundred million. That was the big deal. They may have a budget of a hundred million for Waterworld, and they did. And it wasn't a great movie, but uh, they had a big budget. Now they have twice as much, and it's a streaming movie. It, did, it didn't even see the, the light of day in the theater or the light of darkness in their theater. I mean, it was only shown on Netflix. So they, you wonder, do these streamers make that much money that they can afford to invest that kind of money into a movie? And the other thing I was thinking about is, how many smaller budget films could they have shot for that big budget film? A lot. I mean... 40 5 million dollar movies.
1: I mean, that's that's well, I don't know how many people pay to stream. I know I pay for it and I see movies, but I don't really don't see that much. And I keep going, I got to cancel this. I got to cancel uh, this. <laughs> yeah, I don't watch that much TV. You've asked me, and now I didn't yeah. watch that the other night. I was bored, I was up. So I said, Oh, it was a pretty good movie, though. I thought, oh, it was. yeah, it was it was a really great movie, and, and you know, I had some little heartfelt things in there. The bad guy yeah. and all that. I'm not going to do the spoiler alert, but it's a good movie. But 200 million bucks, but well, I, the, the the special
0: effects bill in that movie were were so outlandish.
1: Well, let me ask you a question: Since the pandemic, do you think Netflix got a windfall of uh, viewers and cash out of this subscriptions?
0: Well, you know they might have because people were home, right? They were, they were home, and there wasn't much to do. So let's watch a movie on uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever. Right games. now, yeah.
1: you got maybe maybe you got a little gas in the tank. I want to go do something. A lot of businesses closed. A lot of things to do are done. They're gone. So, what do you do? And they probably shot this movie
0: just before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, they they probably did did all the footage and shot it just before the pandemic hit. And it probably sat uh, on the shelf for a a year or two before they released it. Because a lot of movies that were planned on being released to the theaters, they weren't because of the pandemic. The pandemic did a lot of strange things to us. And we can go on and on. We don't need to talk about that. What I wanted to mention before we wrap this thing up, Carmela. Carmela is in in the news again. She was speaking about uh, the proposed legislation, Roe versus Wade uh, uh, legislation, that they want to initiate legislation that makes it a law, that abortion is a law. She just talks in circles, and I just wanted to play this for you. To
1: put it in law, there may be litigation, but we will be in a much better position than um, than to not do that. And, you know, listen,
2: women are getting pregnant every day in America, and this is a real issue, and we need to act with a sense of haste about what is at play, what is at stake, and codifying role will be an important um, moment in terms of putting back in place protections for, for the folks who are at risk right now because of what the court did in Dobbs just weeks ago.
0: What I learned is that women are getting pregnant every day in America. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> well, they're changing gosh. a lot of the narrative on this. Number one, you know, it's a Republican's fault the, about the 10-year-old girl that was uh, raped and had to go out of state to get an abortion. Uh, What they're not talking about, she is the victim, the 10-year-old girl, yes. But why did they wait? How many weeks? 10 weeks? Something like that?
0: Yeah, they Uh, waited 10
1: weeks. There were so many other alternatives and things that could have been addressed right away, and this was not the first time for the girl. So let's answer the questions that really are there before that, before you start pointing the finger of blame. But no, we're going to do the finger of blame. And you know the thing that we talked about? hey, there's the uh, the spermicide, the morning after pill. Well, now they've kind of enveloped that into the envelope. Oh, we got to cover that pill. And they do actually explain the difference like we do. But apparently now abortion takes away the morning after pill too. No, it does not. And it does not take away responsibility. And it does not take away, you know, maybe wearing some protection, Or it does not take away birth control. So quit lying through your teeth. What I
0: found out about her statement there is it sounded to me like she was also trying to make it sound like pregnancy was a problem.
1: Well, you know what? If you don't believe in God, then what's the closest thing you have to God, a child? Just get rid of him. Get rid of these kids. Yeah, that's true. Another thing they're trying to normalize, we talked about... uh,
0: this is amazing. This We're going to end the show with this because Uh-oh. we're going we're to give you time to digest the article, okay? Yum. Um, we talked about bugs. They want to make bugs a food. That's right. They want to make bugs a food. Grasshoppers, beetles, cockroaches. They wanted to replace meat. Yep. But the New York Times is stepping one step further. The uh, New York Times is now pushing cannibalism. Cannibalism. You heard me right. They're trying to make cannibalism an option. You're serious. Cannibalism has a time and a place. Some recent books, films, and shows suggest that the time is now. Can you stomach it? This is from the New York
1: Times. Cannibalism. Boy, this is soiling green. This goes back a long time. And you know what? There is a pending meat shortage, but it's not for what you think. It's not like uh, we're running out of cows and we can't have cows reproduce, or lambs, or chickens, or anything else. The simple fact is, I know one of the reasons is is because of a cyber attack and it's shut down a lot of the plants. But that's one thing. There's there's other things that go into this, but I know that they're talking about the insects.
0: No, they're talking they, about they, they, when they say cannibalism, they're talking about
1: eating, eating people. But well, I'm backing this bus up to say, yeah, there's there's the insect factor, uh-huh. and I it wouldn't surprise me just like they put soy in meat. Somewhere down the road, they're going to say, "Well, you don't want to eat bugs? Oh, we've been putting it into meat for years because uh-huh. if they could slip it in, they would." Yeah. And cannibalism, come on now. Well, uh, forgive me if this sounds offensive. Well, what are we going to do? We're going to go to a funeral now and say, you oh, know, dear old Uncle Bob, he was a good guy. God rest his soul. Amen. Let's go eat. Who wants to <laughs> carve Bob? Come on. Jeez.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 I catch so many lines. The disc, oh, jockey, yeah, yeah. the disc jockey in me is uh, coming through, but I, I don't want to do them because it and is Bob a family podcast.
1: Yeah, Bob's sitting there going, "Hey, have some rum." For yeah, it.
0: yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, before we end it, one more thing—I lie. I one think more we thing. Just did have you seen these robotic dogs? You know that these different companies are making. You know, they're supposed to be for our benefit in the future. These robotic dogs—they'll be security dogs. Some cities are already using them. They even have mm-hmm. in, in the ruins in Pompeii. They have one of the robotic dogs who. Patrols the ru- the ruins because it's more effective and it doesn't get tired and it does the rounds every every day efficiently. Uh, but they've added something to the robotic dog, and you may be seeing that coming to a police department or an army near you. They've added a 60 caliber machine gun <laughs> to the to the top of the dog, and the dog can now automatically, using its own AI, its artificial intelligence, it can now aim at a target. And shoot it. So if uh, the dog determines you are a bad guy, this, this robotic dog,
1: it may just take you out. And uh, and you know what? They will have. You could be the nicest person in the world <laughs> yes. going, I got insomnia. I'm going to walk down to the 24-hour <laughs> store, yes. and I'm going to get me a Hershey bar At two in and the a morning. soda. <laughs> At 2 in the morning. And I'm walking back, and this dog bang, sees bang, bang. walking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, exactly. And then the, the narrative would be well, you know, it's sad that the robot yes, shot him. He, actually, yes. he was a clergyman. He was a but nice man. Mr. Knight but What broke, was he doing up at yes, this time he in the a, morning? Mr. Knight broke the curfew. <laughs> he broke the curfew of the dog. Yeah, well, you know what?
0: Uh, I'll give Let's that dog a dog yummy. I'll
1: a titanium or aluminum because I'll rust his bucket. <laughs> I'll put the sprinkler system out. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll
0: short his wiring. Hey, listen, <laughs> have a good day, my friend. We'll do it again tomorrow. It's another day. You take care, Bill. See you.
1: Bye. Yeah. Woof, 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 yeah. Woof, woof. Yeah.